Welcome back, darlings. My next guest is a handsome and talented British man. He is known as a singer, musician, owner of a record label that specializes in vinyl, which suits his entire aesthetic perfectly, and also an incredible actor who's most recently been starred in the Oscar-winning movie, Jojo Rabbit. Happy to welcome my dear friend, Luke Brandonfield. Hello. <laughs> oh, hello, mais oui. Mais oui. Enchanté. Oh, oh, there we go. We're going French on this this podcast. How you doing, baby? Very good. How are you? I'm very, very well. I'm so happy you're here with your British accent that I might end up having by the end of this podcast. We might swap accents halfway through this. <laughs> this tends to happen. It does a lot. Yeah. A lot. Usually back in the days it would happen when I would drink, but now it just happens. It just happens to me on a daily basis, <laughs> probably because I'm schizophrenic or something, I'm not really sure. <laughs> I mean, can you give me a little bit of Colin? Of who? Colin. Colin? Yes, from my favorite show, Normal People. Oh, Colin, that's right. Oh, that's there it is. Marianne, is he, <laughs> I think you're in different parts of the interview, maybe it'll be <laughs> Colin. We'll see what happens, but I, I can't promise anything. Okay, I think I just jizzed myself, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Colin Firth. I was like, uh, uh, you're like, like uh, uh, good, yes. Bloody. I mean, oh. that, that would be another episode. We, mm. we can do that. We'll probably do a whole accent episode. I like that. Let's I think that would be hot. Yeah. And people would just be like... We'll do a round table of, a- of accents. Should we get like two more friends of ours? Gia does some good accents. And Washi. Awash. Awash, if you're listening, we love you we so love much. You. We love we you. We love you so rich. We got, we're going to have Awash on another episode, but today it's all about Luke. Luke and his uh, Peaky Blinder self over here. Yes, which is uh, how I got into loving Peaky Blinders. Thank you for that, by the way. Yes, yes. Well, okay, so let's, let's dive in here. Um, first of all, lockdown, mm. COVID. I mean, I hate talking about it at this point. I'm counting the days for 2021, but it's, it's here. Let's talk about it. What week are we on? Do we know uh, 22? What planet am I on? Is what I really I've been asking that question for years. <laughs> I'm not from this world. <laughs> Who am I? Well, well, your dog is a gremlin. We've decided this. So, uh, we decided, I, I do not feed her after 12. No. And don't put your water on her. I did that by mistake once. And nine Charlies <laughs> appeared. <laughs> so if you find one out there, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's okay. It's fine. It's good. Um, oh, my God. You cracked me up. Okay, lockdown. What have you been up to? What's new? I, I, I literally got back from London the day lockdown started. Oof. I'd had an operation two days before. Nothing too bad. Just a couple of dodgy kidney stones. Um, Even that sounded sexy. So you say giggly stone. Like, English, you're like, what? <laughs> and then the giggly stone. I'm like, all right. That's, that's hot. Uh, <laughs> it, that's hot. It, it wasn't hot at the time. It was <laughs> actually rather painful and very Aww. dodgy. Um, but I can pee again, so that's good. Well, properly. that's a bonus. Um, didn't have a clap, so that's great. <laughs> so isn't a little bit of a bonus. <laughs> um, never had that. Not a virgin. A um, and I literally got back the day it started, and I was in recovery for three weeks. I didn't move, leave bed. It was awful, terrible pain. And then it felt quite novel because I was like, this is actually good. Like, I don't have to leave the house. I'm relaxing, catching up on Netflix. I watched things that I never would have watched. <laughs> <laughs> Love is Blind, not in a million years, but I did it. Tiger King, fascinated. It was fascinated. Um, um, not your, not your Halloween costume for this year? Um, Cancelled Halloween? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, no Halloween's cancelled. Everyone knows that. <laughs> not, I want to have Halloween at Gia's house. We'll talk about that later. What would you dress up for Halloween as? Will you, is it going to be a lockdown costume? It has to be, because it would probably only be 10 of us anyways. Right, okay. And then I think everybody wears something mask-related. Right. Hannibal would be a good one. That's a good one, yeah. Jason. A gimp, yeah. 
Jason, who oh, <laughs> jeans? Oh, uh, oh my God, them jeans, or what's the other one that we used to talk about? Um, Chavy? No, what? Oh my God, who's Chavy? <laughs> what's what's the word that I like? That accent that that one guy I dated named Jason had that British accent. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know Co- Cockney. Yeah, he was a bit of a cocky. Oh, he? there it is. Yeah, he was a Oof. bit of a. He sounded a bit like Michael Caine, didn't oh, he? Oh my god, I'm having PTSD right now just like hearing that. <laughs> I would not bury another Batman, Mister White. <laughs> this show is suddenly just character driven. That's all we're gonna do. We're just gonna read lines and be characters. I love it. I love it. Oh man. Well, it sounds like you got. I mean, I know it sounds bad to say that you were lucky because you were going through pain, but I'm sure that that made the time by go faster than just sitting. And doing nothing. And doing nothing, yes. but not being in pain. I mean, I know it sounds weird, but not just like actually thinking of the fact that you want to go out and you can go out, but you can't. Well, exactly. That helped. That helped. But also like resting. I've also found this period been really good. Similar to you, like I had a period where I didn't drink at all. Not mm-hmm. that I was ever drinking that much, but yeah, it was just never nice to go a for a huge cleanse. I also, I also decided to eat healthier. You know, you and I for years, you've always said that my diet has been a little bit, um, what's the word I'm looking at? No. Questionable. Oh, you mean like when you were really into <clears throat> Diet Coke? <laughs> I, I, oh. I had to stop drinking Diet Coke. I know, I was like, what are you doing? Um, but, I, but just in general, just eating healthier, learn how to cook a little bit, which is quite nice. Women like that. I, I believe so. <laughs> I believe so. He knows how to cook a little bit. He can Oof. read books. I Oof. mean, you know, next I'm going to be playing flamenco guitar. Oh, my there. Days. Ah, besame, mucho. Oh, we will be getting you to sing that song. Like, <laughs> Touch your tears, speed up your song. <laughs> I'm like, this is all everyone's ever wanted you to do on this podcast. No. Well, that's great. I'm so, it sounds like you've uplifted yourself. Yes. As it's my friend Josh says, leveled up, I believe is the word. I hate the word, but hashtag does level Josh up. consider himself Beyonce? I love it. Or was he, he it does. Sierra? No, he does. Is it? Level up, level up, I think it's Sierra, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Part of the one, two steps. Has been to my Pilates class. I love it. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what they play all the time. Not anymore, COVID. But <laughs> do you do Pilates at home? I wish I could. There's no machine. But here. there's no machine. Right. I mean, I use Charlie as a as a bit of a weight sometimes okay. on my Russian <laughs> thing. So like, oh, I see one of those. Okay, yeah, one of those where you move side, side, to side to side. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't Charlie get dizzy and then throw up? It's more like she's like, "What game is this?" She starts running all over me, feel these little paws, classic. scratch me up. Yeah, see, classic gremlin moves from Charlie everywhere. <laughs> My little baby. Gremlin and also, what was the other one? She's also like if Yoda. Yes. If Yoda had a baby and Gizmo, sometimes the actual So Charlie's actually a Gizmo. Ooh, I like that. Or a Goda, but that sounds like a cheese. Mm, I would eat it though. (laughs) Yes. It's a Jewish cheese. It's a Dutch cheese. It's a Jewish just cheese. It's a Gouda, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> Once again, are we, are we recording my voice reel right now? I don't know, this is it's great. It feels like. I'm just going to pretend I'm you and turn it in as a voice reel. We can, we're hired for VOs. We do a double team. It's great. Abs- Ooh. Just for VOs. Just for VOs. <laughs> so dodgy. So dodgy. So dodgy. Wow, my days. This is definitely a, a non-rated show. Um, sorry, Mom. Never sorry, Mom. We're never sorry. We know you love us. But that being said, I'm very proud of you. I have to say I've known this man for a long time. And you've seen me in different ways, up and down. <laughs> no comment. No. <laughs> plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. Um, quick. That was quick. But also, I've seen you upgrade and grow. Yeah. I don't even know how old you are anymore because to me, you don't age. None of my friends age. I think it's just because I refuse to believe anyone's aging. <laughs> even age. Shout out to Adrian. 
but uh, <laughs> right, yeah. we had to. But um, yeah, like I, I just, but I see you become this man. He's a man now, and I like it. It's been it's been a long time. P and I have known each other for eleven years. Has it been that? I mean, I just aged myself with that. But yeah, like I, it's yeah, you definitely. Was, you were sixteen when we met, right? I was twelve. Preteen. What are you talking a, about? It was my bar mitzvah. I think we met at. <laughs> The time of our lives. It was in the Catskills. I'm sure he's talking about a polar universe somewhere in some other alternate Patrick reality. Patrick Swayze was there. I remember. Oh, crazy. Oh, Swayze, where you at? Don't put Pam in the corner. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, I'm grateful that amongst all the chaos, we're still together. So there's that. They say after seven years, if you're still friends with someone, you're friends for life. Really? Yeah. So maybe we're going to do like an absolutely fabulous rendition of a guy-girl version when we're in like our 80s. Wow. Or wow. seven years. Seven years. Who said the seven years thing? I don't Some know. person, wherever you are, philosopher, maybe with Socrates. I don't know. Freud. <laughs> Freud sounds more realistic than Socrates. I don't see Socrates saying, when you're friends. <laughs> Socrates, I think he played for the Brazil national team in 1970. Anyways. He's a smart man. All right, it's totally Arsenal. Okay, let's see. Um, well, that sounds great. I would like to say, first of all, Luke's. If you've been listening for a while, you know Luke's my first male guest on this Blonde Brunette. Wow. Which is great, because as my best friend, who better to uh, be as a man on the show? The first man. The fir- Well, the first man. You pop the cherry as a man of the show. The daddy of the show. Oof, that weird reference with popping of the cherry. <laughs> but maybe we... May we. <laughs> we got there. That being said... I, I do want to preface that I've looked at analytics and we have men, we have women, we have all, all whatever gender you, you identify with, you're listening. And I love that. There's all ages, all everything, and around the world. So it's interesting to get now a perspective of a man that is very worldly on the show. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we're getting into it because I'm about to ask you something. Oof. <laughs> Oof. I'm going to start light and then we're going to go dark. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, just so we can get some fun stuff, dating in L.A., Yes. <laughs> I thought you were going to plead the fifth on that. I was going to go, mm. Yeah, I was, I was waiting for that, like the, mm, what? No. We got to talk about it. Come yeah, on. dating in LA. Dating in LA, sure. it's changed. Well, well it not just changed. because of COVID, but. You know, when I first, I went to university here, this is when um, P and I first met. I was at UCLA. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was different, obviously, because I was on campus. I also had a girlfriend at the time, but. When I moved back here, there were two things that happened the week I moved back to Los Angeles. One was the start of Uber, when oh it was when it was all black. It was all uh, like big cars, big black cars. Yeah, XLs. we all felt fancy with they, it. They would open the, the door. <laughs> there was waters. There was gums. It was a curated musical playlist. You say every time I walked into a car, it was the Talking Heads or the Strokes. It was oh. amazing, like they knew me. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that happened probably within that month was the start of Tinder. And oh my god! Wow, I didn't even think about that changed everything obviously for all for a lot of us mm. um i think there was a huge feel there was certainly a feeling from me that anyone that went online dating was a little questionable off. yeah it's yeah. a bit questionable like yeah. you would you know like your friend's brother who was 36 living in the basement watching document watching doctor who shows like maybe he was online <laughs> dating that's me now <laughs> <laughs> Describing me now, but oh my Raya, Raya, right? Well, I don't even know how to pronounce it anymore. But 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 then it became accessible that everyone started doing it, and yeah. again, I found it a little questionable and awkward. I've always liked the idea of meeting someone organically. Of course, I think that's something you know. I never really wanted to say, you know, 
willing I get married one day when I'm 70. Um, um, that to say, like, George oh, I'm, I met my... How did you meet your girlfriend? How did you meet your wife? You know, was, I've always been a sort of romantic to feel like, oh, we met at this party or we met at a restaurant or we met at, at the, the library. At the grocery store. I think that, that's a little too West Hollywood for me. And you don't want to grab an avocado and be like, it's right. At Irwan? <laughs> oh, you, you said it. Do you I know didn't. the amount of friends I have who go to Irwan to pick up girls? I've never sat foot in an Irwan. Do you know the amount of women, including yours truly, who has thought about going to the cheese bar and being like, hello? The cheese bar? No, the cheese. What would you say? I think this man wants cheese. Someone get him a roll of cheese. No, the freaking cheese oh, the juice, juice bar. bar. The hottest. You know, okay, first of all, you know he's healthy. Okay. So, check. Gotcha. Check. Check. You know he likes organic. Check. Cares about his body. Check. Uh, and he's paying for it, like good stuff. He doesn't mind paying for good oh, stuff see. instead of going. Meant, he's gonna steal it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying oh, he's paying for sex. No, no, he's paying for the good stuff. Like he doesn't mind paying a dollar for the instead of twenty five cents for the GMO fruit. I don't know. That's literally how girls think these days. Do you do you think as somebody who likes to juice yourself? Yeah, as I hold my juice right as here. As you hold your juice. Yeah. <laughs> God knows what it looks what's like. Baby in there. food right now. Um, do you, if let's say you were at the juice bar and a dude ordered a specific juice, was Ooh. there something specific in there? Because I know you've got your you've got your dietary requirements. Mm -hmm. Are there do's and don'ts of <laughs> juice ordering? As somebody who is a novice, and maybe some people listening who are like, I want to go and hit up a girl at the juice bar. But what should I be ordering? What shouldn't I be ordering? It's like a Cosmopolitan article. Wow. Luke needs his own podcast. I love this question, right? Um, no. <laughs> no. Well, actually, no. I take that back. Yes. Like, if a guy... I'm not a big fan. I wouldn't judge or necessarily say he's not my soulmate, but maybe he's not. Like, a guy that's, like, getting maybe dairy in his smoothie. I would prefer someone's getting plant-based. Cause we're not gonna, it's not going to work out. Like, I'm never going to buy him milk at this house. Yeah. So how are we going to have like a, just like, I mean, just like I, I've dated, but I would prefer not to date a guy that eats red meat because not even Charlie eats red meat in this house. Wow. And that's pretty crazy, which kind of limits my. Oh, I'm out. There you uh, go. Uh, no one said you're out. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I thought we had a pact. <laughs> no, but like, I don't know. I mean. What about like soy milk or coconut milk? Or well, hopefully milk? not too much soy milk because I don't want the guy, my guy to have estrogen too much going on. Like, you know, we got issues here. We, it's, it's actually a really good question to think of. Uh, but if anything, I wouldn't even really care more about the juice. I would just care like if we were on a date and we were eating, like what, what does he order? Like, is he going to get the pork? You lost me. Is that is that a big deal where a man chooses or a partner or or a date chooses where to go to eat is that Oof. a big thing or do you take the onus and say because i've had this relatively recently oh yeah which is very la go for it where you know obviously there's not a lot of places open mm -hmm. i have my spots that i like to go to but like not date spots they're my spots with you know Everybody homies knows your name. exactly Love who well. um <laughs> but um it, it's it's hard to find places that are open and uh i this was a while ago, went on a date with this girl and she, you know, she was like, I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to make, I'm going to find the place and do the reservation. When I went to pick her up, she hadn't reserved anywhere. What? And then the onus was on me to sort of like, you know, quick bollock and scramble. Right to there find, and then. Right there and then to kind of, you know, obviously we have apps, which, you know, live in very fortunate modern world, but um, I, I put me off a bit. Well, I, I would hope it would put you off a bit because again, I know you and number one, 
off the bat, that just turns me off in general because it just shows that this person isn't true to their word. Number yeah. one, they said they were going to do something. They didn't do it. Number two, incredibly headspaced, unorganized, and like deshuffled. I don't want that in my life as a partner. Now, if this was a friend, I'd just be like, oh, my friend's space cadet. Sure, that's Whatever. Fine. But somebody I'm going to date? Like, we were not just trying to upgrade our lives. We're trying to upgrade everything in our lives, including our partners. So... But as you, as somebody who has specific dietary requirements, as do I... I mean, I would tell the guy, kind of. I'm... I'm just like, for example, when I cook dinner for you yeah. and, and our friends, yeah. I knew two out of the three of you had dietary restrictions. And I was like thoughtful enough to think about that sure that's why the meal was fantastic it was delicious <laughs> it was amazing but as a woman that has things that i don't like I, I i'm pretty it's easier for me because i'm not full vegan now so i can eat fish there's always something i can eat at certain restaurants but i kind of like leaving it for the guy to be like to wait sometimes they'll ask be polite which shows politeness is there anything you don't want or do you want i'll be like oh here then i'll tell him like you know i would prefer that I have these options, da da da, seafood, blah, blah, blah. And then I would want him to kind of take the initiative because I'm such a freaking initiator in everything in my life. So I kind of want to be with a man that's like, takes charge. So this is part of the criteria for uh, dating P. Man oh. who takes charge. You heard that? Is aware of, you know, her veganism. <laughs> Plant based lifestyle. I feel like this is like an episode. I just finished watching the show Indian Matchmaking. Oh my God, you got me into it, by the way. You, you saw and it. my mom. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Told my mom yeah that's it? right. Oof. Have you finished it? I, I, well, I started watching it the night we had dinner, and I didn't finish watching it because it's so long, but I, I fell in love a little bit during that show. Yeah, I thought so. You, you were texting me. Yeah. <laughs> you've, you've got to keep going. Again, I would never have watched this pre-lockdown. I would, ne I would never no, have thought about this. I would never this. think of you watching Not this show. Not The fact that you were like, I'm on episode five, I was like, wow. I just, I just, yeah, I just went straight through it. It's great. I finished it yesterday. Did you feel like you learned anything as a man in terms of dating? Or you just had fun? No, I actually, I wanted to learn. I wanted to watch it because I was interested to understand the culture. Indian culture is something that I've always been surrounded by having growing up in a melting pot cosmopolitan city of London. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of my very close friends um, uh, who is Indian got married about two years ago. I went to the wedding. It was one of the most beautiful was weddings. No, it wasn't. It oh, was I was my, about to say. My, my, my friend Sam got married and his wife is beautiful. And he met her not through a matchmaker, but through family friends. And she was in Dallas and she moved to L.A. And I thought it was pretty amazing um, how people will move across countries after meeting someone, you know, five, six, seven times. And I thought it was actually quite romantic. And I was really interested to know more about how um, people are genuinely matched. We find it really difficult to match ourselves. Are you kidding me? I find it so difficult to even know who the hell I am. I'm still on that journey. And I feel like the idea of being with someone else that doesn't, although I'm learning from that show and from other shows, <laughs> that it's not necessarily about checking every box on your list, but there are things you can compromise and things you can't. Like there's things I'm not willing to compromise. Like if you don't like my dog, it's not going to work. No, that's fair enough. That's, that's but, not your show. But if you, if you want to eat, chicken here and there and then eventually maybe like like jesse my brother-in-law you know he was not plant-based and there's so many things about him that were not exactly like sylvie and now they've molded into this relationship of balance you know that now they make sense they're both plant-based or this and they want to take many years though of, of finding that compromise well if it's kind of choosing like is this person so amazing they're upgrading my life or is this person degrading my life sure like, you've seen my relationships where I've degraded and I've seen some of yours. 
Yes. <laughs> but they were just graded. <laughs> Where I was just questioning it. down. Uh, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> who, who is this person? I don't understand. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I think it's interesting, especially for us in LA. Like, even you now, your career is taking off, right? So I've seen the starting point of Luke's life and being young and being in your 20s and just being a hot British guy, it's pretty easy to, to girls get all like, yeah, hey, you're British, right? I mean, LA. That, that was back in the day. Now there's, there's like, like now ten, ten a penny of us. <laughs> there's like, they're mean, like, oh, there's another one. Okay. We are like the gremlins. You just stick us in water. There's like 30 <laughs> of them. Yeah. I got, I, I went in the swimming pool once and suddenly I woke up and Archibald was there and Jerry and Philip and Felix and James. And you're like, where did these people and come And most from? of them have the same name because I kid you not, I probably know 10 Lukes and you're friends with what? Like five of them. And I probably dated like three of them. It's, it's, it's nuts. We didn't mean for this to happen. I love it. I love it. I'm going to throw you in the pool later. We're going to get a bit more coming out. And so I have more options. But, you know, it's fine. I don't mind it. But that being said, now that you are a wiser man, do you find it still a bit more difficult to date in L.A.? Do you, do you even, is it even about being in the L.A. culture and even being in the entertainment industry? Or do you find it the opposite, less difficult? That's a really good question. It's a question I ask myself quite a lot of the time. I, mean, I wonder because I'm literally seeing you now evolving into this other plateau in your career and I find it like, is it going to be more difficult to find love? Not that that's the priority or is it? But I think, no, I mean, listen, you can never hold it as the priority. You just, hmm. I feel like it's like waiting for a bus. If you wait for a bus, one won't come and then you stop waiting and three come. Oh, I love you ever heard that before? No, but now I have. We're going to put it on a show. There shirt. you go. It's the most English thing I've ever said probably. <laughs> apart it. from cheerio, where's tea? <laughs> um, I, one thing that is difficult, which I've actually I've realized as I get older, working in the entertainment industry, you always want some variety. Like You don't necessarily want to go out with somebody that does the same thing. Mm. But nevertheless, if you meet somebody who has a different schedule, whether they're a professional, a nine to five, or a lawyer, an accountant, a doctor, there is a there is a, there is a difficulty because there is a hardship of understanding each other's schedules and lives. I used to call them like muggles, like Harry Potter. Like, would you date a muggle? Yes. Um, and I love that. for some people, they can sort of fit into that. I've always felt like I needed to be, um, I needed to feel uh, what's the word like uh, stimulated mm. uh, creatively they don't have to do what I do but whether they work within the industry or some sort of arts not even performing arts but just artistry I think that's important to have that where you can kind of feel intellectually and artfully stimulated with somebody and grow together I love that yes. and that's something I think I really want and obviously LA is a wonderful place for that it's much better than living in like Siberia but um, it is difficult because you know, this is a very superficial place, as we know, mm. and it's hard to find genuine people. And it's, you know, I think it doesn't matter how old you are, you might meet somebody and it might not work out because they just don't have the bandwidth for you. And there are definitely girls I dated, I just didn't have the bandwidth. It wasn't a personal thing. And I think I've certainly realized during this lockdown that 95% of all decisions against someone is not personal. It's mm -hmm. just because that person was just not in the right place or was not ready or didn't know how to handle themselves. And I guess you kind of just have to look inwards and go, well, it's their loss and it has nothing to do with me. I'm going to keep on trying to be a better person and look after myself and protect myself, but also, you know, nourish myself with love from friends and friends and family and trying to find honesty and, and go from there. Oh my gosh. Uh, I wish I can just start clapping. That I don't know who beautiful. that was. I don't know what? who that was. Where did Luke go? <laughs> oh my God. 
Is your name Giles? Okay, I was gonna, I was gonna say Esteban. <laughs> that was amazing. No, oh yes, that's ex- and you know what? That's literally one of the biggest, most prevalent points I say constantly. Like, <clears throat> it's all about bettering yourself. It's all about. I think there's also that thing where you attract what you are is kind of a thing that I've heard a lot. I heard from Deepak Chopra, but Depeche Mode. <laughs> that sounded better actually. Hello. <laughs> no. um, that would be a nice combo. But I, I find that so satisfying and interesting to hear from a perspective of a man. So look at that. There's the clap. Kudos oh, to you, man. Thank you. I got to say, that being said, also, my type of person I'm attracted to has changed it throughout the years a lot. It's changed a lot. Maybe I have a little PTSD of tall men. That is he, I was going to say, is he still six foot two? Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. He does not have to be six, seven, and tatted anymore. If anything, I don't even. I'm not even attracted to that anymore. I, I literally look and run away the the other direction. Well, everyone had their hot topic phase. Oh God. Yeah, but I'm surprised you didn't like splash cold water on my face to get it out, get me out of it. <laughs> what was I thinking? I wasn't thinking, to be fair. But that being said, not just externally, but internally, my type has changed. What would you say, in a woman? which is what you're attracted to are your top things that really deal breaker, not deal breaker, like you're attracted to. What do you really want in a woman? Let's go. You know, uh, uh, until, until you see it, you don't know it. Mm. I think, I think if you pigeon your whole yourself and say, well, you know, I, I'm not even talking, talking about looks. I'm not even talking about aesthetics here, but I'm talking about, you know, I've definitely dated girls that just, that just, I don't know what it was. They had a je ne sais quoi about them. I couldn't even name it. And, and, you know, maybe, the, maybe they weren't the most prettiest or aesthetically pleasing, but there was something that we just sparked off together and it just made me feel so happy being with them. And I can't put my foot on it. Yeah, I want somebody who's got a great sense of humor. Yeah, I want somebody who has a good sense of culture that loves music and art and theater and film, you know, but I also don't want to date myself. Oof. So I want someone who I can learn from who's going to take me by the hand and teach me something, but also some, someone that I can also teach stuff to, and it's kind of like a mutual learning relationship. Um, and that's tough. I think quite quickly I know whether or not there's a future in it. It's just whether or not you want to turn the tap off. Sometimes you don't because, you know, you feel alone and you're going through it and you think companionship is better than nothing. And then sometimes you just go, it's not fair to the other person and, I think I'd just rather be alone. And I think during this, this pandemic, we've certainly seen a lot of people who have either decided to escalate and rush into a relationship because they wanted to do that and they didn't want to be alone. Or there was a lot of people that just decided, like myself, like, I'm good, I'm okay, I live mm. alone, I'm very fortunate, I have friends and family around me. And I, this period is obviously meant to be a period of self-reflection and learning. And I think because of that, maybe you and I, both of our types have changed because of that. I, once again, could not agree more. I 100% think that that's what has changed. Uh, for sure, I can say for on my note, what I'm attracted to. Because now that I'm starting to venture out again, I think I've said this to you uh, before, but I see that what I was, even actual people that I used to be super attracted to, I'm like, what was I thinking? It's almost like I have different eyes now. I see things differently. And I feel things differently because I'm different too. Or if anything, I'm now my authentic self. I think we're all different. We've gone through a very, very stressful period in our lives that no one has ever 
that's never happened before in our lifetime or mm-hmm. our parents' lifetime or grandparents. You know, the only thing that you could sort of equate to in, in within my family is something like World War II mm-hmm. where, you know, my grandparents would go to bed at night in the bunkers or underground, not knowing whether or not their house would be there in the morning. Oh having, having, you know, going through the Blitz in London, having serial bombing night after night for, for, you know, the best part of 18 months, you develop a sort of resilience, which I don't have, I will never have, and I will never know. And that's why these people are so special, because they have these amazing quality of, that, of, 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 of strength that we don't have. But maybe this is our own version. And, you know, you know, willing in 30 years time when we have grandchildren that we can tell them about this hardship. Oh. Wear a mask. Wear a ma- wash your hands. Wear a mask. And stay away from people that are toxic both virally and emotionally. Uh, emotionally. <laughs> We've definitely learned that. Yes, exactly. Through dating. Yeah. Oh, my days. I never. If someone sneezes on a date, run. <laughs> run in the other direction. <laughs> Especially if they don't say, I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah. Let some stuff slide. I, I love that, Luki. Come on, you're like growing up in front of my eyes. I know. It's like I am a, I'm an actual gremlin. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I've been in a pool and I'm just moving. It's like the cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, with this smoothie that I have sitting next to me right here, this green smoothie, I'm just about to throw it on you and you're going to look aesthetically gremlinly, but like cute. Like Charlie. Like Charlie. Oh Which, by the way, we had to put in the room because she she's so obsessed with Luke that like she just couldn't stop like and like we're like it's not gonna work but she had to be in the room listen but. i'm all down for a soundtrack yeah uh, <laughs> you know, i want to do a duet with charlie I, <laughs> oh uh, that's to come oh, right. that's gonna come well it, interestingly enough i can't even speak proper english not my first language but you know this speak level. oh there there it is he's he's learning a little spanish but english i would like to tap into the fact that you are a proud jewish man we've talked about this multiple times you're very proud of your heritage as you should be and I found it quite fascinating that, you know, I finally saw Jennifer <laughs> and I was not just proud at the performance. I was fascinated that you played someone completely the opposite of who you are. You played a Nazi. <laughs> I mean, what are the odds of a proud Jewish man playing a Nazi? And you did it so well, by the way. But the whole movie itself, I mean, I don't want to give away. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. But... Just to say this, like the movie itself took something that was such a dark time and really felt not light in terms of the topic because I, I, oh my God, I cried so much in that movie, but it made you feel in different ways. Like you felt the love, you felt the the up and down emotions. They lightened the darkness of it. And even with your character, I was like, damn. Like I didn't know if I wanted to smack you or give you a hug, <laughs> but like, <laughs> like multiple. It's kind of like our friendship, but <laughs> you know how how was that for you to play a character that you would in real life never be? Obviously, because that's what an actor does; they play a character. What was that about? You know, it, it's interesting. There's actually quite a, a a large line of Jews who have played Nazis, Oof. and I was completely unaware of this when I first got the call when I got the offer to do it. Obviously, I was sort of jumping for joy and fell out of bed and nearly broke my toe. But um, it wasn't until I actually got to set and started putting on the costume and, you know, having this swastika sort of burning a hole in your arm. And it really has this really dramatic impact. Mm. And it made me feel quite sick at the start. In fact, I actually had to go outside um, and I had a cigarette in order to sort of calm down because it felt so visceral and really uncomfortable, which was re- which was tough. 
Um, but again, as you said, like we're actors, we're, we're meant to portray completely different characters to ourselves. That's how we challenge ourselves. I think that's the biggest challenge. If you just play yourself from time, you know, time and time and time, then you're not acting. You're just kind of phoning it in. This was a huge challenge. But I was also very, you know, I was very lucky in the fact that, you know, the director, you know, Taika is, is half Jewish and he was playing Hitler, which was a huge undertaking. Oh, my God, that's massive. Yeah. You know, I did not know that, by the way. So, well, but there was, but, you know, there's been throughout the years, um, a lot of Jewish actors playing, playing Nazis, Peter Sellers in Dr. Strangelove, I think Jack Benny, the Three Stooges, Mel Brooks, of course. Wow. So, so there is a long line. There is a long line of great Jewish actors and comedians who have who have taken on the responsibility. Jerry Lewis, I think, played a Nazi. I'm not sure. No, he played a clown in this movie. It never came Is out. Is Charlie Chaplin? No, he Jewish? wasn't. A lot I wasn't people, sure about that. A lot of people. It's a misconception. A lot of people. It's a misconception. I actually Googled this not that long ago. I think it's on the website Jew or Not. Um, <laughs> there's a website called Jew or Not, I believe. And you can Brought type, to you by Luke Brandefield. <laughs> you can type in like, I can't remember one Love day. It. Someone told me that David Beckham was Jewish. And I just, I clicked it in there. Apparently he's like 10% Jewish. But Craig David's Jewish. I'm one third Japanese. Are you? Did I not tell you this? No. Konnichiwa, mi nome na Pamela. Ah, yeah, nemo, from my nemo dad's wa Luke. Oh, hey! hey! Look at us, worldly. I told you, welcome to this episode of Worldly Information. Nice, nice. This but I, I didn't know that. Okay, well, and what, what, what happened with this website? No, I, I was just, I was just saying, I was just, it, it's interesting. I was just looking up in terms of like who, I can't remember who I was just saying that somebody was Jewish. Oh, Charlie Chaplin, that's right. Mm, I always yes. thought Charlie Chaplin was Jewish, and I looked it up, and he he wasn't necessarily because he played Hitler in that in that in, famous in the Great Dictator. Yeah, 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 yeah. That speech that was everywhere. Of for course, so long. of course, yeah, but, but big time. And and JoJo is 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 very similar to that in the fact that it's such an amazing satire. It makes you think about the realities of how crazy all these kids were indoctrinated just like that. Mm. And that still occurs around the world. Yeah. You know, whatever politics you're into or whatever country you're from, there are still young children or teenagers that are being being programmed, being swayed. To a degree, have we all been programmed and swayed by our own country's politics when we were younger or now? Who knows? Social media Social media is effectively, social media is effectively what the government used to do. Whether or not they're still doing it is another question. The good, good save there with Big Brother listening in. We're not scared of you. Oh, my God. Did I just put myself out there? If you don't hear from me again, this was the reason why. Um, Send help for Charlie. <laughs> yeah, someone. Don't forget about Charlie Pepperberry. She'll oh need my food. God. Jesus Christ. But not after midnight. Not after midnight, please. I love that you said what you said a little bit earlier, though, um, in regards to, you know, we... A mixture of things, and I've talked about this before. About I feel like a lot of people are desensitized because of a lot of things because we are being influenced by social media, media, and of course entertainment. And ironically, I feel like especially in this day and age, I'm finding this culture of like you know the cancel culture, the people, every everybody's offended by something. I'm so getting over it. But when it comes to entertainment, you just said, I mean, you're a Jewish man proud jewish man that has played a nazi which was a difficult role for you to play of course because you as a good actor you really get into your character and so that must have been difficult but you said it best you're playing a character you're not there's not reality tv you're not playing yourself so when i'm reading about you know uh actress like an actress like zoe saldana excuse me if i'm not pronouncing your last name correctly but having to apologize and cry in an apology because she played Nina Simone, who is, they're both African, you know, black women, 
one is light skinned and one is dark skinned, and she got so much shit for playing a dark skinned. She's Puerto Rican, isn't she? Yeah, but she's like she's like mulata, like she's like half. Well, right. ba- basically, um, one of her parents is black. Okay, but she but she got shit on it because she painted her skin darker. Right. Yeah. 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 I saw the movie. And then Shia LaBeouf got crap because he was playing a Latino gangster. And yeah. all I can think about, you know, and then I oh, and this is another one that um, Xander actually sent me that was. Uh, Halle Berry had to get out of a project that she was going to play a transgender man. That was Scarlett Hansen. Was it Scarlett? Yeah. It well, was Scarlett but it was also, but then it was taken to Halle right, Berry, right. and she went out because people were like, "Well, a trans man should play this character." And like, to be fair, I am, of course, number one is a minority. Number two is an advocate for LGBTQ. Like, I'm all for everyone being able to play yeah, whoever they want. Absolutely. But that doesn't make it okay for you to say, "Well, you can't play that now because you're not that." Like, I just don't think. Only Latinos should play Latinos. Just like, should Nazis only play Nazis? <laughs> like, I th- you know, uh, it's a fine line. Like, aren't a, you playing a, a character and not playing a reality TV? It's, it's you know, it's 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 a tough one to say. I mean, being in a historic movie, you know, it's it's different than playing in in the modern world. I think really it should just be based on whoever is the best person for the role. It, that's all I'm saying. Like, and, I, think and I think it should be whoever does the audition if, perfectly if, fine. If the character is written as just a human, as a male, mm-hmm. then whoever is the best person for the role, whether they're black, white, Asian, it doesn't matter. If, they're, if, if, they, if that's who the producers and the di- or the director especially, if they fit that role, right. then, then so be it. Yes, if they are not white, if they're black and it's set somewhere specifically, do you have to answer that within the script? You'd hope not. But yeah, I understand you might have to. Mm-hmm. But if he's the best person for the role or she's the best person for the role... Well, they're the best person for the role. So be it. That's how it should be. That's to me. That's how it should be done. This is me clapping. That's I, all I'm saying. I watched. Have you seen the great? Oh, huzzah! I need you to be on that show. I need to be on that it's show. A, it's a great it's show. So great. But the wonderful thing about it is it's, uh, the great is great. Is you know you have Catherine the Great and her husband Peter, mm. and the rest and the rest of the cast, and it's a multi-ethnic cast. But mm. we're in 18th century Russia. But it makes no illusion. It doesn't convey like, well, this guy's black or this guy's yeah, Middle Eastern. It doesn't say anything. They're just the best people for the role. And it doesn't detract from it. And I'm somebody who's a bit of a historical stickler, like, oh, you know, I want it to look like how it was back then. Right. But this showed me a completely different way. It was these people were the best actors of the role. They came in, they did great auditions, and it doesn't matter. And it should be all inclusive. And I think they nailed it on the head. And I'd like to see more of that. I mean, it's art. It it's, is art. You're, you're creating an illusion. I mean, your director for Jojo Rabbit, he's dark-skinned. Didn't they have to paint him to look a little more like Hitler? I don't know. I think they just, I don't I think remember. They just straightened his hair. <laughs> or that. No, they didn't. I think they just I didn't, they, they straightened well, his hair. Either, either way, I think what you said it is lovely and perfect. I think it's the, whoever is right for the role, whoever the production thinks is right for the role, yeah. does the audition perfectly well. And I think it's, it's a sad time in, in the world of art where you have to justify your art because that should be a place where unless you're literally doing something hurting others violently, you should be able to create art, however you, which way you want to do it. Another thing is, um, for example, you know this, one of my favorite movies is Gone with the Wind, but I never thought of it as a negative thing. Like, of course, I'm, of course I know that historically that was an awful time. I know this. I've dealt with racism in my life with growing up with spending, well, Spanish family and going across the America and dealing with rednecks, being harsh to my parents because they don't speak proper English and whatnot. 
I've experienced various forms of that. I am grateful that I've never experienced the real backlash that some of my friends have. However, I love the movie. And I actually, when I read that HBO took it down because it portrays slavery, I was like, what about Shawshank Redemption? What about American History X? What about like all these? There's most of the movies out there can be very volatile, historically speaking. But if anything, I think that they have proven to us that that's not what we want in our life, that 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 wasn't right, you know, whatever. And at the end of the day, again, it's art, right? I think it should, I think it should um, uh, encourage debate and discussion yes. so that we can learn as a, as a population society together and we can understand. I went to film school and we, we would, we would, we would um, watch movies and then, and then discuss the politics or the psychology behind them. Mm-hmm. So for me, this is this is not new to have discussions within film to look at the um, socio-political aspects of movies when they were made, what the historiography was, who the filmmaker was, was there a bias towards it? What was the attitude at the time? How have we departed from that? Is this film a good thing or a bad thing? Or is it important for society to see now, to understand that the world was very different? Absolutely. And how lucky how lucky or how not how unlucky we are to be living in this time where you know we all hope and advocate for social change Ugh, once again eloquently said not just because Can he I said get it some more coffee and cherry first. you may get some more <laughs> coffee and cherry first and then you know because as you should delicious and you know with that being said i got to say um i think the conversation that needs to be had is just that a conversation. Are people, are families and people not having these conversations with younger kids that might be influenced when they're watching films and, and whatnot? You can open up your can, by the way. This is very ASMR. Uh, the, uh, ooh, sexy. <laughs> because this is live improv. <laughs> but th- that goes without saying. You said it right. We should be, this should open up conversation. This should open up thought and discussion about the whys and the whats. And hopefully, if anything, improve our ideas of society and that's what art does i mean everybody interprets things different you hear a song and it might make you happy and that same song might make me sad because of where we're at with our mindset or we look at a piece of art and it might move you some you might interpret it completely different than i do or even a movie that i might be like this is the most romantic thing ever and you're like this is the worst (laughs) like depiction of dating i've ever seen but that's because that's the conversations that we need to have. They're Art supposed to move us. It's exactly. It's meant to move us. So it's meant to. It's meant to stimulate us in a certain way, stimulate, whether bad, bad or word. good. I was. I was something that I've always said, and I always say this in interviews. But it's just something I've always remember. The the drama practitioner Bertolt Brecht once said, mm. um, "As artists, we are here to educate and entertain." And I am a huge advocate for that. We're here to make people laugh or to make people cry and entertain them. But I hope. With every great movie that I see and every hopeful great movie that I am in or will be in that will uh, educate people in in one way or another. And I think Jojo Rabbit does a wonderful version of doing both those things. And I think that goes across the whole of art, whether it's music, whether it's theatre, whether it's podcasts or, or whatever it may be. I think we're here to make people enjoy themselves, but also make people think. I think I just fell a little bit in love with uh, whoever this person is sitting in front of me. Where's Luke? <laughs> Hello, my name's Clive and I'm an accountant from Barnet. <laughs> oh, my days. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. This is some wise, wise information. And that's all, and that's all I wanted to make point across in terms of that. That's, ex- that's all it was. And I, I wish 
And I hope, and I really do hope that people become a little more open-minded to conversations like that going forward, because that's the other thing. I think people are just so scared to even have conversations these days, which is wild. It's, a, it's a, you know, if you think about it, if, we, if I would have said to you last year, the whole country, the whole world will go through a global pandemic where we'll be locked mm. in, social rights, you know, people will be marching on the streets wonderfully for social rights and advocating, um, uh, you know... Equality. For equality. Yeah. Um, and, and everything else that's gone on this year, I don't think any of us would have believed it. A hundred percent. No, I, we'll I still this. sometimes wake up and I'm like, was that a dream oh. Yeah. or a nightmare? I, it's a little bit of both for me. I mean, I'm so grateful for so many things of 2020 that I needed to happen. But at the same time, I'm like, is this for real? I can't travel. Like people are going through, you know, tough times. It's just wild. You're, you're so right. Like I, it's an interesting conversation to be had when we're 20 years from now, but Mondays, but again, we look at these times and we have choices of we're letting it keep us down or we start elevating. And I'm happy to see those around me that are choosing to elevate themselves. And I really hope that inspires whoever hears this to do the same because it is doable. It's Life just, is a choice. Yeah, it's, you know, it's just, it starts off very small, simple choices. Mm-hmm. Even about eating better makes you feel a lot better. Sleeping more makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. Looking after yourself, being honest with yourself. That's the toughest thing. I think that's the toughest thing that I've certainly faced during this um, um, pandemic is sort of just, you know, we're so busy all the time rushing around and going from one place to another. And especially, you know, when work is very busy and you're shooting or you're doing press or you're traveling a lot, you don't really get the time to process stuff. And I think this time certainly uh, has made a lot of people kind of look at themselves and process and whether or not they want to do that or they're forced into doing that. I think for the be- I think it will all come out for the best, hopefully. Oh, once again, look, this is me. I'm clapping. That was a, that was a, that was a, an odd <laughs> moment for an Englishman. It was sort of a conveyance of a slight vulnerability. Oh, so I love uh, Yeah, which does let's not Let's fast happen. forward on that one. Does not happen very often with a, with a British man, not at least without a few drinks. Yeah, correctly. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm drinking aha black yeah, cherry what coffee. What are you drinking? Can we explain this real quick? Just side note, again, my dear friend Luke used to love the Diet Coke. No mas. And then we went from Diet Coke, you went into the infamous... La Croix, which I was like, La Not, because it has crap in it. Apparently, and yeah. now you're drinking this somewhat approved for me because it looks a little more organic. Aha! Oh! That's what it's called. Shout out to Aha, sponsor Luke. <laughs> it's got no sweeteners, no sodium. I just, I really like the colors of the can. It's really aesthetically beautiful. It, it matches is. your outfit right now, to be honest. Oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Have to do a little picture. It's strange. I mean, who would have thought black? Black cherry and coffee would have gone really nicely, but what it seems to. Then. Yeah, I've got green tea and lemon at home. But anyway, oh my days. That's, uh, so that's 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 the kind of drinks I'm <laughs> drinking right now. Well, we're very proud of you with that. Let's see. Up, that's upgrading, upgrade, up level. Well, I can't. Um, first of all, I can't finish this podcast without a couple of things. I do have one last question, but before I even get into that question, I have to say two things that mm. are really important. Number one, I have to do a massive shout out. Shout out to Sharon. Ugh. Because Luke made my made my entire year by telling me at dinner one night that his mother, Sharon, listens to my podcast. <laughs> I had no idea. I am so honored and I am so grateful. So shout out, shout out for creating Luke for bringing him to this world to be my best friend. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to moms in general. Yeah, shout out to moms, moms out there. General. We love you all. Uh, thank you for that. And of course, on the mom tip i had to say my mom has a request Uh-oh. she's like who's gonna be on the show i have a request 
I mean, I love your mom. So go on. <laughs> She's like, you guys have to sing that song. She wanted to say, what was it? Is a uh, sing, sing Sasco. What is it? Sans- awkward. Oh, oh sing Cisco. We got to give her a live rendition. Oh just a gosh. tad bit. So you got to do it. This is, this is when I was hoping that you would have learned the tab <laughs> on the guitar and we would have, we would have been able to have. Played. I, you know what? I will practice That's that. That's a good shout, right? That's a good shout. Maybe we should do that on the Q&A. I'm not even kidding. That's not a bad shout. Because I know people, I've had people in the UK from Chelsea to Camden <laughs> who will say to me, hey man, listen, I really like that tune that you do with that girl. It's a really good song. I think, you know, it's, you guys, it's such a beautiful, you should That's have released funny. it as a single. I mean, little do they know, it's actually a song that was done by the Australian band San Francisco, who are really great, and their new album's just come out, by the way, during mm. the lockdown. But um, uh, I guess we do a better version. Look, I'm telling you, everyone that knows us and has heard the song and our rendition of the song is like, when, when are you guys putting out an album? And I said, the question for the past 10 years, like, you have. Oh, by the way, he has a band, which I will be putting all the information for. Y'all should know. We hopefully have an EP out coming coming out September October. Hopefully, it's been also been a long time. But again, you know, it's tough. It's it can be tough during this time to be very like uh, artistically motivated or motivated in any which way, especially if you're not working. And it's hard to find different avenues of of how you are going to feel stimulated and how you're going to be economically compensated. No, oh, it's just well, it's just uncertain in these uncertain, times. Exactly. You were supposed to be like out of town anyway, shooting a film or something, mm. right? Correct. I meant to be going back to the UK shoot a movie in November, so we'll see how that goes, but it is tough. Well, I mean, I guess I could at least get you to the house and we can record some renditions. Oh, yeah. Shits and giggles. I think that's what, give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. Yes. We'll, give them, we'll give mom like a line or two. We'll do like a live thing. We'll do it now? What are you doing right now? I don't even have the lyrics. I know, I was trying to think about, where's my phone? Oh, my God, you're oh there it is. It's like, I couldn't tell if you started first. Um, I don't even remember what the song was. San Francisco was a song. It's awkward. It's awkward. <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> Mum, this is awkward, awkward. Awkward. Oh my God. Believe it or not, y'all, us artists, we're probably the shyest people you'll ever know. As much as it doesn't seem like it, we quite oh are. Oh my gosh. Is it? I've got, yeah, I've got You got it? Say, yeah. Do I start? I think I start. You start. Oh my God. Here we go. Well, we had the, you. you know, we had the instrumental and we had the guitar bit. We, which we should probably do on Thursday, but we're just going to do a little live. Quick acapella. Are we doing acapella? acapella? I mean, you can do the... Can you guys hear this? I don't know. I mean, why am I asking you? I can't answer me right now, but I'm like... It's... Yeah, we're doing acapella. I was just seeing if there was an instrumental on Spotify, but there wasn't. Okay, fine. All right. I should find... I'm going to play it on the guitar on Thursday. Okay. <laughs> He's like turning red. <laughs> He's getting up. Oh, my God. Well, you got to get close to the mic. I'm going to get close to the mic. You, okay, good, okay. Let's get, we're all getting into it. Love it. Coming to you live <laughs> from Los Feliz. <laughs> the return of 10 years, <laughs> 10 years later. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I have a raspy voice. <clears throat> the things we do for our mothers. All right, tell me to kick off. All right, go. Why do the stars fall at night? Why are 
Are you here? I got your message last night. You didn't get mine because you've been calling me for days. Why do you hold on so tight? Why do you fear? I got your message last night. You didn't get mine because you've been calling me for days. Da 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 Oh my god! I'm I'm dying right now. I feel like I'm 23 again. <laughs> Thank you for that, darling. Um, we're both super red right now. <laughs> I'm out of breath. He's like, yeah, he feels like he just ran a marathon. I'm like giggly, like a little 13 year old. Mom, that was for you. That was for mums. That, that was, was for mums mom. in general. That was beautiful. And all the cats in London who love that stuff. Yeah, yeah, shout out to all our fans in in London. <laughs> we listen. You never know what the future holds. You know, you have your band, but maybe we do a side project hey, at listen, some point. I'm always down. That'd be lovely. We, I think we, so. we could start touring again in 2022, whenever. <laughs> Live music starts. Who knows? You're you love going to shows. You actually made me really get into sh- you know live show things and the fact that we can't do that now must be ugh. Literally the day I was I flew in, I was meant to see the Strokes that night oh, at yeah. the uh, at the the forum, and it was just it was such a shame. I'd seen them in Northern Ireland a couple of weeks before while I was doing press there, but um, it sucks. The two things that I love the most going to gigs. And then every weekend I go with my dad to the to the movie theaters and I can't do either. Same with my mom. Yeah. Every Monday was our thing. It's, it, it, it really sucks. Although that being said, I did go to the drive-in movies on Sunday. <gasps> and you I did I did. I went to the, it was in so Mont, Montclair, which is about 45 minutes, 50 minutes outside Los Angeles Central. Was it worth it? It was worth it. Mm. I, I have to be honest with you. I saw, funnily enough, it was a double header. I saw Gremlins. It's probably you, why it was on my. It was in my head. I'm gonna smack him, and he didn't even see it with me. <laughs> and then the other movie, the other movie I saw, which my, uh, which was, I don't. It was before I was born. It wasn't that oh, popular wow. in England, and I didn't know it until I moved here. But everyone goes nuts for it. Uh, was the Goonies? You never. I'd never seen the Goonies. I've seen oh a lot God. of movies. I'd never seen me? the Goonies. So is there a list of 80 movies you haven't seen? Because you know that G and I were thinking of doing like five or six friends type of, uh, since we can't go to freaking the Hollywood Cemetery, sure, yeah, of course. we were thinking of turning her back patio into like, oh, let's all have pillows and watch movie on a projector. Yeah, that's a great idea. It's a great idea, right? Yeah. And so I was like, we got to do stuff that would be really entertaining. 80s movies. It's a great idea. It would be awesome. Like I've never seen Mannequin. What? Never seen Mannequin. You would love Mannequin. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Okay, I'm heading into the list. This is—I think it's one of the best things to do. Also, when you're not doing anything, like I got the Criterion Collection, which is uh, an app with old movies, and it's Ooh. just been great just going through them. It's nine ninety nine a month, and it's just a good alternative so that you don't fall into the trap of what I did by watching <laughs> Love Is Blind and Too Hot to Handle and. <laughs> Indian matchmaking is slightly different in Love on the Spectrum, but nevertheless, you kind of enrich your soul culturally by watching these wonderful, you know, movies from the 60s and 70s and 80s, which changed the landscape of film. So, um, but I'd love to do that. That's a great idea. <sighs> Long live the drive-in movie is what I say. Oh my God, and I wish I had a Cadillac. You know, so I can take you know what's coming to... out in drive-in movies? Mm. August 27th, I think, Bill and Ted 3. With my husband, Keanu? Yes. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> Love is Blind, um, we have to go see that. That'll be tight. That's it. We're gonna, I'll make a little snack. Are you allowed to bring your own food? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, there, good. There's concessions there, but you could bring your own food. But yeah, you know, with dietary restrictions. Ourselves. The movie theater has never been great for gluten free mm, or vegan. You know how many times I've snuck in like food? Sometimes yeah. stunk up the place with Chipotle. I don't care. 
That's fine. It's fine. That's, That's you. I've heard about you. Yeah, that was me. Chipotle Graham. Yeah, I've heard about you. The infamous. One time I made. One time I made the mistake of bringing fish and chips. Yeah, that was me. Fish and chips. <laughs> Who brings fish and chips to the cinema? <laughs> With the vinegar, the malt vinegar. Oh my Listen, God, it was a daytime sardines. film. There was like two people in there. One what of was them the was movie? <laughs> Finding Nemo. <laughs> no, Tyler Perry's Medea. One of the Medea mm. movies. It was good. I I don't regret eating it. Plus, I, I wasn't being inconsiderate. Nobody but me and like two other people were there. Well, they might have been hungry. They might have wanted fish and <laughs> chips. Did you share them? <laughs> well, now I, I mean, now I can't share. Yeah, actually, you know what? I, next time I'll bring a little something, something. Well, you know what? Thank you so much, Luki. I just have one last thing to ask yeah. of you, and I ask this of all my guests. Mm. I want you, as a final note, to just give a piece of advice. You've given so, so much lovely advice throughout this episode, but just anything. could be about anything. could be small, big. Some advice from you to the world that you want to say. Well, you really put me on the spot now. Uh, that's right. Oh, but you've been doing so good. Oh, gosh. Monday. Uh, it could be something even ridiculous, like don't put the cup without a cup holder. I don't know. Or something really deep. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, don't put your fingers in the electric socket. Oh, so, um, taken. That's a, that's a really tough one. I guess just uh, the most important thing is, is to, to look after oneself. And then I always think about the Beatles when, when, when this type of question gets asked. <laughs> There's nothing you can do that can't be done. There's nothing you can say that can't be sung because all you need is love. And that's it. Love is all you need. I love you, Luke Brandonfield. <laughs> that's an amazing human right there. My best friend, y'all, he's single. Uh, he's an amazing <laughs> human. And this is just a, a perfect example of upgrading yourself. And I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for Thank being you. here, brother. Thanks and for, for y'all... We're going to see you on the flip side. Take care, everyone.